track it down. I don't know about that. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Coffee Nomad podcast. I'm your host, Erica Rossi. This is the podcast where we explore the world of coffee and the people behind it. For our very first episode, I'm so excited to introduce the duo team behind Oak and Bond Coffee from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, If this is your first time here, welcome. So excited to have you. Thanks for stopping by. I want to give a shout out to this music. They are Kapiak, that is C-A-P-Y-A-C. You can find them on Spotify or in the link in my show notes. I hope you enjoy this first episode of the Coffee Nomad podcast. So, Brian, I'm calling him in um, into this podcast studio. And Brian, where where are you from? Who are you with? So, uh, we're, we're actually up here in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, originally, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. My wife, um, we're, both, we're both owners of Oak and Bond Coffee Company. Uh, she's from Baltimore. So, yeah, we're up in uh, Pittsburgh tonight. Awesome, Pittsburgh. Okay, so you guys are, how cold are y'all right now? Is it pretty cold up there yet? It's pretty cold. It's been pretty <laughs> bad this week. I think this weekend's supposed to warm up a little bit, but being in kind of the Midwest area, it changes every other day. It'll be 60 tomorrow and probably 20 the next. So oh, yeah. It's yeah. ever changing. Yeah, I'm learning that now living here in, on the East Coast in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, cool, man. Okay, so I just wanted to tell kind of the audience how we got to know each other. Um, I believe I it was selling coffee to y'all through Nordic or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yep, Nordic. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, I sold raw coffee to him, a roaster. And then we just kept in touch, and now we're here. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right, man. So um, I guess I want to get started with what is Oak and Bond, and who is Oak and Bond, if you can start So, may, yeah, maybe I should give you the beginning of, of kind of how we started into the whole company, got, you know, yeah. got excited about coffee. And I, and I really think it's it's kind of a story that a lot of people probably have, uh, really with, with starting out with a hobby, and then it turns into a business, like, so both Lauren and I both have always enjoyed coffee. We've enjoyed good coffee, you know, and it went from... And you Lauren's know, your wife, correct? Lauren is my wife, cool. yeah. We both, uh, we both started Open Bond together. Um, so it was it started with, you know, you're drinking, when you're younger, you're drinking Folgers, you're drinking the cheap stuff from the grocery store, and you're, <laughs> you start thinking to yourself, there's got to be something better out there. Right. So we started searching around, what's the first place you'd probably go is maybe like a Starbucks, right? Right. And then we're like, well, this is all right, but, you know, there's got to be more specialty type stuff out there, you know, and that's what we started getting into, getting into small coffee roasters, micro roasters, small batch roasters, uh, just from all over the country, order them online, you know, stopping into whenever we're going in to like a new city or whatnot. Um, and then from there, we're like, man, I bet we could find some coffee and roast it ourselves. So next thing you do, next thing you know, we're roasting on our back porch. Um, we started off with roasting um, in like a popcorn roaster. And then I ended okay. up making a roaster for my grill. Uh, because, you know, when I started into this, I, and I still am today, I'm a licensed structural engineer. Okay, um, so there's enjoy, that background. I like building and designing things. So for me to be, build a little home roaster for my grill, it was fun. So, like, uh, so where did started... you um, where did you go to, like, learn this stuff? What was probably a, – did you go on websites? Did you ask your local coffee shop or roasteries? Like, how did you kind of teach yourself? Yeah, so there's a, there's a couple really good roasteries here in town. Um, one of them we still work with today, mm-hmm. uh, 19 Coffee out of, of Washington, PA. 
uh, really cool guys, uh, very, very knowledgeable. Uh, talk to all of them, and then as you know, anytime you get on YouTube, search, search videos, there's videos galore. Uh, there's a, and there's a lot of good tutorials, just description of coffee, tell you how to roast it, you know, tell you what to look for, first crack, you know, everything. Right. So, um, and we just kind of went that route. Yeah, and sorry, take me back. Okay, so before you guys were like going to go all in and roasting on your porch, um, which is pretty intense, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of people have like that first gateway specialty coffee moment or maybe just good coffee for me it wasn't a moment it was kind of over time but i don't know if you have that moment where you're like whoa this is good coffee what have i been drinking all this time like how what made that leap to like i need to figure out more about right and that's funny you say that because i can remember and and even as long she remembers two distinct instances (laughs) of that one uh the first one her brother um, actually worked in Colombia um, teaching English for a few years, and he ended up dating um, a girl, and he, I think it was Medellin where he was living at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he met, he met a girl down there. They dated for a while, and her father and family actually owned a farm. Nice. And they actually sent us some of their coffee. It was roasted at the time. Um, and when we tasted it, we're like, man, we've had nothing like this before. <laughs> we're not finding this. We're not finding this in Columbus, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. We're just not finding <laughs> this anywhere. And I'm like, this is the kind of stuff we need to get into. It's awesome. I'm, I'm in love with it. And how long uh, ago was that about? Uh, that was that was probably three, four years ago. Dang, a uh, lot of, you know, coffee journeying for you in three years. Yeah. Oh, man. We've Gosh. Been, like, full in it. Yeah. Okay. So you you try this coffee from Colombia by, by chance, really. And it kind of shifts your perspective and you start geeking out on, you know, YouTube videos, blogs, going to your local roasters, kind of picking their brain. You set up this popcorn uh, machine, little home roaster. Yeah. Um, and where are, you, where are you getting those first beans from to kind of do some home roasting? Uh, so we did, we, we just searched online. I think we ordered even some to practice with on Amazon. for me honestly when you guys sent me your coffee right because then I was curious and you guys were sourcing great coffee but I was skeptical because I didn't know if it was going to be that vinegary kind of taste and exactly. if, if the coffee would even shine through it so exactly. but, but man it was so delicious and I was like there's and I agree because you see barrel aged everywhere so I just didn't know but I'm really happy I tasted it because it was really good stuff um so um, I'm going to back it up a bit before you decide, like, 
were doing, you know, barrel-aged coffee. Yeah. What was the moment you decided you just wanted to roast coffee as a business? Was it because you knew you could couple it with this um, bourbon, this passion of bourbon? And maybe, is that, was that the beginning? Was researching other or uh, bourbon aged coffee roasters? Or was the beginning of coffee just roasting coffee on itself and selling so it? So it, it was, ro- yeah, it was roasting coffee on its own. But it was, it's not so much a, like a fork in the road because, um, you know, we don't have it available yet. We're working hard to do that kind of in uh, the background, but we're right. about to launch our blends and like single origin line. It's mm-hmm. not barrel eggs, like really good specialty coffee. Right. Uh, we're working on a package and design for that. So it's always been the coffee focus, but at the same time, you know, we had, we kind of had this idea, like what if we just launched with this and then as we progress, you know, we'll have our blends and we'll have our single origin. But it was, it was always the coffee. I mean, it was always sourcing great coffee, roasting coffee the way it should be, and really producing a great product. And, you know, it was kind of at that point that we we're like, man, we enjoy this. All of our friends and family enjoy it that we were sending it to. Um, and we're like, why don't we just take the dive and go for it and just try to smart, start like a small batch, you know, like micro roaster. Yeah. And kind of share this with everybody else. And so when you say take the dive, okay, explain to me this moment, because I feel like there's a lot of people like me out there who we have great ideas and we want to do things, but when's like the moment maybe you and your wife sat down and you're like, okay, we're, we're going to really do this. What did that look like? Well, you know, you, you obviously the, one of the first things you got to run the numbers to see, yeah. you know, is it, is it something that you can afford to do? And we didn't really have any hobbies that was, you know, we were investing money in at the time. Um, and it doesn't really take much. I mean, I think a lot of people are worried about starting businesses um, just because they think it's going to be a huge money load. But at the end of the day, um, you know, you can make it as expensive or, I mean, as inexpensive as you want um, and kind of grow from there. So it was just the point that, you know, we looked at it. We knew we had a good product. We knew people liked it. Right. And it was just, you just got to go. You know, you just got to kind of take the, the plunge and just go with it. Um, and, you know, we, I mean, we've only been in business uh, selling. I mean, this whole idea has been going for years now. Uh, really, really R&D and, and, and roasting our coffee and doing our barrel aging stuff for, you know, over a year now. We've only been selling, uh, like, actually live for about six to seven months at this point. So we're fairly young. Oh, my uh, goodness. We, seriously? Yeah. And we're, yeah wow. We're fairly nicely at this point. But we are a young company. You guys are um, so young. I, From the way I think, I don't know, you guys – sourced or talked to me beforehand i thought you were probably two years young well we'd be, i mean we've been going at it like you know sourcing you know samples and stuff and roasting it here and giving right. out to friends and family and everything like that uh, but yeah yeah we haven't been uh we haven't been in business for too long but it's been really exciting so far so i guess to really answer your question we just finally are like we're either going to do this or we're not and we just took the plunge and, and did it because uh, i think we're both fairly business savvy even though we haven't mm-hmm. done the business before but we understand it. Um, we understood that we had a pretty good product, and we wanted to share with people. I mean, that's really what it was, is we wanted to be able to provide this to friends, family, and, you know, the friends we made along the way. So it was just really, we wanted to share our product with everybody else. That That is so awesome to hear. Yeah, because you kind of found something that wasn't hard to sell because you already believed in it, you know, so right. much. And, and absolutely. other people were already, you know, singing its praises. So, um so you guys decided to do this. Now, you know, I've been emailing back and forth and trying to schedule time. So you and your wife have day jobs, and this is your other job. So yeah. tell us what that's like. Yeah, so as you can imagine, 
imagine. I mean, it's it's really busy, really hectic. I mean, you know, you're every day you're putting in 16, 18 hours. You go, we I, like I said, I'm still I'm a structural licensed structural engineer now, uh, and Lauren works uh, for a large corporation in town. Um, so it's very busy. I mean, it's good. The the work that I do as far as designing and building projects and Lauren as far as her business side goes, have really both combined well into this. And we work really well as a team. Uh, so, But it is very hectic. I'll tell you, we come home and work every night. It's, it's fun. It's exhausting. But it's, it's something that I don't want to give up. So, I mean, I know the next question you're probably going to ask is, well, when are you going to take the plunge and quit your day job? Because <laughs> a lot of people ask you that. Yeah, they're like... Uh, and, and we haven't made the decision yet, but it's definitely something that is like a daily conversation. That's for sure. And that's where you got to start. Yeah. Um, my next question actually was, I bet you there's, um, you know, whether it's girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, people who might be thinking about starting any business together. Um, what is your words of caution or <laughs> on that note? So, I, I mean... At the end of the day, you ha- if, if you think, if you know you have a good product, if you really, really, truly enjoy it, that's, that, that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Don't take the dive if you don't actually really enjoy it. Like, we, we absolutely enjoy it every day. You know, I said we work a lot of hours, but at the same time, it's enjoyable. Like, we love doing it. Um, so if you know that you have a good product, you really have passion for it, you just got to take the plunge and go for it. Um, now, at the same time, you would never want to overextend yourself as far as financial reasons go because um, you got to live your daily life. But, I mean, I, I think – I think if you know you found something, it's something that you're really passionate about, just go. Right. Because I mean, you'll make it work. You really will. You, there's always a way. There's always somebody There's always somebody out there that has the answer. You just have to keep asking questions, and you'll definitely find it. Right. And then with you and Lauren, you guys, would you say you guys are similar in strengths or opposite, and you guys kind of fill each other out with weaknesses and strengths or um, why do you guys think you make a great business partnership together? Because I don't know – if I would kill my husband or, <laughs> or you know, be successful with him, I don't know. So it's just, it's really interesting to, like, hear how successful you're being, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I would think, you would ask any of our friends, they tell you we're completely different. I mean, I like to yeah. be, I like to be in control. I like to build things. I like to see it. I'm, I just enjoy building things, and I like having control of something. Right. Um, and, and Lauren totally understands, but at the same time, Lauren's a strong woman that, you know, she knows that I'm not right. She's not going to let it fly. So, you know, she does a really good <laughs> I job. I like Lauren. Me in, yeah, she, <laughs> she does a really good job keeping me in line, but she's, you know, she's strong herself that she can take the wheel and just go, too. Right. Um, so we are able to communicate really well, work really well together. Um, and I, And like you said, I always thought I'd be the person that, you know, if I wanted to start a business with my wife, there's no way I'd be able to. There's there's no possible way. But it's it's been completely opposite of what I thought. So, I mean, it's been great. Um, I can't tell you that it's been perfect every day. I mean, it's, you know, right. it's business. It's, right. it's a relationship. There's up and down, but, I mean, it's been fun. I mean, both of us really enjoy it, and it's something that we want to keep pushing forward. Right, and just like any business, it's going to be ups and For downs sure. and no perfect days. Um well, I'm going to take it back to your interest in bourbon and her interest in wine. And, of course, there's so many parallels we could probably have a whole other podcast about. But um, I guess so you are already interested in bourbon and you know there's a market out there for bourbon-aged things. Right. And you go out and you sample what's already out there in the coffee market of, you know, bourbon-aged coffee. Um so I don't know 
what, how did you start experimenting yourself on making it one of the better, you know, probably best bourbon aged coffees? So it was, it really came down to a bunch of R and D research and development. I mean, we, we went and bought barrels from distilleries. We bought coffees, we aged it. We saw how long, you know, we saw what was good. We saw what was bad, how long it needs to age, which, you know, that's an ever changing product. I mean, how long did that process take? Of you know to, to figure it out. Yeah, tinkering around. Uh, I would say at least a year with mm. the, the bourbon and the rise. Wow. Um, the wine. Uh, it, the, the good thing with the wine. So we did the wine second. Came out with the bourbon first, uh, and then we launched the Chardonnay barrel aged and our Cabernet Sauvignon barrel, barrel aged. And it was you know we were able to take good notes and lessons learned that we did from um, the bourbon. But like you said, you're you're kind of playing a different ball game with wine because. You know, you don't want that barrel to turn. As soon yeah. as it turns, the same flavor that's in that barrel is what your bean's going to taste like. So if it starts t- smelling and tasting like vinegar, you know, it's not going to be a good product. So it's something that you need, really need to watch. So it's a little bit different game, but I would say, yeah, at least a year wow. of testing, tuning, really, really researching what's right and wrong. And I and think I tried right. the Chardonnay, not the yeah, bourbon, yeah, just to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know, it takes about a year. Um and for people who have no... Well, they, they took us, it took us about a year to figure it to... out. They, they don't age for a year. Right, right. Yeah, the okay. R&D, research and development, right. tinkering around, took about a year. And then speaking of the actual process, I wanted, if you could walk us through, um, for someone who's never heard of anything bourbon-aged, what that process looks like and right. your deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the first thing is, the first thing is the reason you're buying our product is because you love coffee. Mm-hmm. And so the number one most important thing, if you don't have good coffee, you're not going to have a good barrel-aged coffee. So that was, you know, when we were working with you, we were working with some other companies. Um, you know, that was what we were really searching for. And, and you can attest to this. I mean, I don't know how many samples we went through with you mm-hmm. before we finally found one. Because not only does it have to be a good coffee, you know, standalone, but it has to pair well with the type of barrel that you're using. Something that you're aging in a bourbon barrel is not what we're going to age in a Chardonnay barrel. Two different taste profiles, you know? Right. Um, like a bourbon, like a really good bourbon has a really nice heavy mouthfeel. Well, we wanted to pair that with a nice coffee that was, you know, the, the deep chocolates, the, the heavy mouthfeel, something that a bourbon lover would enjoy. But the but a bourbon lover and a wine lover might like two different things. So right. for us, it was, you know, finding and pairing the coffee with the right barrel that we were using. Um, wow. And that was part of, part of the, the, you know, the R&D process. Um, so then once you find, once we found a really good coffee, uh, for our bourbon, we're using a single, single origin Brazilian that, that's phenomenal. Uh, like, and then for the, the Chardonnay that we got, that we like, you tried, that we bought from you was an Ethiopia Guji, um, which was phenomenal. It was bright lemons, you know, bright fruits. Mm, that was um, a good one. Pairing, pairing perfectly with like a white grape from a Chardonnay. You know, you think of a bright, you know, lively mm-hmm. chardonnay and that's kind of what kind of coffee you would want to pair with and that's what we did um so then so then once we found like i said once we found the right bean to pair with the barrel uh we already know kind of what you're working with as far as what bourbon flavors are you get the brown sugars you get the caramels um and then the next step not only do you have to have a phenomenal coffee but you have to have we think a phenomenal barrel from one of the best distilleries you know in the world and that's why we went down to kentucky and sourced all of ours and handpicked all of our bourbon barrels um, from those because the best bourbon comes from Kentucky. So that's why we went down there, filled up a trailer, 
Wow. Came back and we're going through them. Yeah, it's been it's been great. It's a good process. You know, the bourbon world, just like the coffee world, is phenomenal. Everybody's super nice, super helpful, uh, wants to help you out. Um, so it's been a great experience. So, you know, once you find the once you find the barrels that you want to use, um, for us, we find when we go to age the bar- the the beans, we find a dry barrel the best. Because um, the thing is, if if you start getting your beans, if you start getting your coffee moist, well, then next thing you know. You know, the humidity level in the bean goes up, it doesn't roast right, and next thing you know, you might not have the product you think is going to come out of it. So you want to keep the humidity in the bean low, um, so that's why we kind of go with a, we go with always a dry barrel. You put it in the barrel. Um, you and you put the coffee it. roasted, already roasted so, in the barrel? No, no, so Raw. Sorry, I'll back up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so <laughs> as you know, uh, most coffee is, is shipped in the big grain pro bags, mm-hmm. um, and nice thick because what happens is when they ship them over from wherever they're coming from brazil ethiopia you know they throw them on the back of a truck and those diesel trucks those beans will absorb that especially the the green coffee because it's like a sponge you yeah. know mm-hmm. uh, so we actually put the beans in the barrel green yeah uh, and then the flavors and the profiles inside the barrel and sorry just to interrupt for people who yeah. probably aren't familiar with green coffee because actually you know uh it's still almost a plant, a living thing, and that's why he's saying it's like a sponge because it's basically the seed of a coffee cherry. So it's still very raw, and it smells even very grassy, and it physically is green. So when I've said yeah. when I've said green coffee before, I get weird looks. But um, <laughs> so it, in putting that in those dry barrels, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like you, you like you just said, uh, it is very grassy. It's very green. Like you're mm-hmm. like. You might even think it's still. I mean, it's it is very green. It's I I like the smell. Some people don't. You know, it's you know it's fresh though. Because I've come to love it. I don't know why. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm the same way. And you know, and, and I and I feel that you know some of the samples that we get in. I'm not saying this was from you. Some of the samples you get in, you'll know when they're really really fresh. Like when that crop has just come in. They they really have another level of just freshness to it. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. So like you were saying. They act like a sponge. So any environment that you put the bean in, you know, it's going to absorb those flavors. It's going to absorb those aromas. So that's why we want to pair it well with the type of barrel that we're using for our barrel age line. Um, so then, like I said, we put them in the barrel. Uh, they're green. Let them sit in there anywhere from a couple weeks to a couple months. I mean, every barrel's different. Every coffee's different. Every batch is different. So it's ever-changing. So, um, you know, we keep a log of everything that we've done. We've got a huge log of different barrels that we've aged with, and we kind of get a better feel of it, what our taste profiles are. We don't want it overage because at the end of the day, you're still drinking coffee and you want to enjoy the coffee. And the barrels add the, the barrels add a nice flavor profile to the bean, but the last thing we want is it to be overbearing and like medicinal. That's the last thing we want. Right, and to speak to that, you know, I think a lot of people might feel like, oh, this might mask the coffee or, you know, um, yeah, not at all. Uh-huh. And, and so, and it doesn't. What are some of the ways you kind of ensure that that balance and I guess that play between these notes from the wine or the bourbon in playing with the notes from the coffee? Right. So, so we're constantly sample roasting out of the barrels mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that it's meeting those base profiles. Once we get to a certain time frame, a certain level um, that we know. I mean, we've, we taste enough of these. Our palate's pretty good now to where we can really pinpoint on, you know, when it needs to be pulled and whatnot. Right. Um, so it's been good. I mean, but it's, the thing is, it's, it's, you got to constantly watch it. 
Um, you got to constantly be sample roasting and cupping and making sure it's still meeting those taste profiles. So that, yeah, that's it. I mean, you just got to, you got to stay on it and sample roast all the time with them. Yeah. Um, and then not to get too granular, but is there anything you use to help measure the moisture levels while the coffees are aging in the barrel or, um, or do you, is there a way to even measure moisture of a barrel before you use that barrel? Like how, how does one know? Right. So, so you, there, there's definitely tools out there to mm-hmm. measure the, the, the level in the bean. Mm-hmm. Um, we just make sure that it's dry. You know, a lot of the times when we get the barrels, um, they are, they are wet still on the inside because some of them have just been freshly dumped at the distillery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have to dry them out a little bit. So you just got to make sure it's dry. Um, we do a lot of tests on them. I, we don't, there's no way we don't, I guess there's we don't take the wood and and test it any way like that. Okay. I mean, you can definitely you can definitely feel on the inside. So the inside of all the bourbon barrels are charred. It's kind and of you just... can definitely feel if it's moist on the inside. Got it. Uh, so we just make sure it's dry, um, and then if you keep it in a dry environment, it's good. I mean, and it, and they've all turned out pretty well so far. Um, so yeah. That's that is so cool. Okay, so, and how long does this aging? I know. It, probably varies but what's the span of the aging process for the different coffees up to x amount of time till what amount of time? yeah so yeah so like i was saying i mean each one's different mm-hmm. um every barrel honestly every barrel is different every coffee is different and it can go anywhere to a few weeks to a few months wow uh it just really depends it's, it's really up and down and it's, it's all over the place so and that's why it's really just important to make sure that you're sample roasting and making sure it's meeting our taste profiles so you kind of have an extra step in your process, you know, obviously, than most roasters. How do you, I guess, work that in? Does that affect, like, um, I guess, your bottom line or anything? Because it, it almost is a little bit slower if you have to. It, oh, it's, it's definitely slower. It's definitely more expensive. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that you just have to work in the schedule. So, you know, it's not going to be perfect. You try to get an overlap between um, aging because we're going through, we're going through barrels so fast. Um, you know, getting them out to the customers or whatnot. Uh, but there's definitely been times that we've been out of coffee for, you know, a couple of days or a week just because we don't want to pull it too soon and we right. don't want to leave it in there too long. So, you know, there are times, you know, we're still fine-tuning as far as how much coffee is pr- being produced from us. Um, and being a growing company, it's just something that, you know, you really just have to try to schedule accordingly. Uh, but, yeah, there are definitely times that, that, that we're out of coffee for a few days, and we do apologize, but... You know, working hard as we can to, to get you guys coffee. Right, and do you find that most of your customers are pretty understanding? Oh, absolutely. And, and, That's awesome. And like a lot of specialty coffee um, companies do, you know, especially on the website, they may they may roast once a week, they may roast twice a week, and you know, we're very upfront with you. Uh, right. We put when we expect to uh, to ship it out because you know when we're, when we're about a week away from a barrel uh, being done, we'll typically know that the taste profiles. You know, start to get real close, um, and we'll know when we're a week, two weeks, something like that out, um, when we're going to pull it. So we'll at least put it on our website every time when we expect to ship, uh, and we've been pretty close on that. So they, they've been totally understanding and supportive. That's that's re- really great to hear. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, yeah, so your packaging, it's oh, yeah. really cool. So it's like a canister, and I just loved holding it, you know, and yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen a few, but I just, I love, I still keep it. Like, I, I don't want to throw it away. Um, yeah. So, I well, guess. We're glad. That's, that's why we made it. Yeah. It can, it's, be, it can be perfect on any, you know, any any coffee bar, any wine bar, any whiskey bar. 
you know, any of those alike. Oh, um, is that so yeah. is that why? So maybe like your um, not maybe wholesale clients. Do you guys have wholesale clients if they have it on display or retail? It kind of fits into the theme or just... absolutely, yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. We've got a we got a bunch of wholesale clients, um, and they're from all different industries too. I mean, it could be liquor stores, it could be gift shop, it could be coffee shop. I mean, it's all over the board. Um, but but kind of how we came up and developed the idea was. Um, if you think, you know, go to any one of your liquor stores, high-end whiskeys, be it scotches, bourbons, um, and even I think there's a few rides out there like this um, as well. But some of them come in like a really nice decorative tube. And because this is special special to our barrel Aids line alone, uh, we wanted to come up with something unique. So like when we do our blends and we do our single origins for our uh, specialty coffee line that's not barrel aged, it's going to be totally different than that. And, right. and we're working on that right now. We can go on that a little bit. But for this barrel aged line, we wanted to be able to tie in, you know, the bourbon community, the whiskey community with the coffee community. That's um, really clever. And, this, and, it, and it makes a really nice eye-popping piece, I guess you could say, and a piece that's perfect on, like I said, coffee bar, wine bar, whiskey bar alike. So, you know, it works well with all of them. That, yeah, because I, and I, like, I've, I've rarely seen that, but um, it was also not just the actual canister, because it's in this, what would you, what do you, call that if you want to try to describe what that packaging is to the people yeah i mean a, a canister is good yeah. i mean it's a, it's a nice decorative tube yeah. um and we've got a nice gold top on gold top and bottom on it mm-hmm. um we've got a nice uh tamper or tax seal across the top and a nice decorative label on the bottom that you know you get you get a nice descriptor of what the coffee is what's the process what's the altitude uh you get your palate uh, we list barrel origins, so like our wines, all of our wine barrels come from Napa, California. Um, all of our whiskey, be it our bourbon or our rye, come from Kentucky. Uh, and then we label each batch and the package number and the roast type. So, yeah, I appreciate uh, it, we, we give a lot of information because we really want um, the people that, that buy our coffee to really appreciate that we've gone into this. And they really get a you know, nice um, description of what they're actually tasting. Yeah, like that. I I appreciate that just because you know I, I bought it for the coffee, but it was cool to be connected to the vineyard, you know, or the yeah, distillery. Um, and then we're talking about design, and I for so many obvious reasons that's an important um, you know item in any business. Um, how did you decide? to invest in that like was that something you guys just did yourselves did you bring someone in um and was it as costly as you thought it was going to be uh well it was it it was costly but we found a really good designer out of brooklyn um that really worked well with us um to help design the package i mean he was super helpful he was very talented um but but lauren and i you know we worked together to you know come up with the concept of the idea mm-hmm. like i said being an engineer i use autocad a lot and it's like a design software for engineers very um, cool. it's very rigid you know you get a lot of 90 degree angles yeah. um and i was able to sketch something up on there you know just 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 really you know shorthand come up with something right um and deliver to him and then like our, our designer went with it and and knocked it out of the park i mean he did a great job um, and we worked well together, so it was it was an, it was a really good product in the end, and we're really happy about it. So um, I'm gonna take a step back, and I don't know if we covered about you know you guys are a roastery, you know you don't have a storefront, um, you sell, you know from your roastery mm-hmm. to people's doorsteps, 
and how? Yeah, so we're, yeah, we're, an, we're an online provider at the moment. Now, there are definitely, uh, definitely conversations of when we can open up our own uh, storefront because that would be really yes. exciting. But yeah, like we talked before, because we're, uh, we still have our full-time jobs, um, right now we provide all of our coffee through online sales. And, and right now, how does, how vital has it been? I guess how much business have you had versus from like your website, from your Instagram, or maybe a channel you didn't expect? And how do you plan to kind of utilize any of those more? Yeah, so we're, we're using we're using pretty much all the social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Instagram's been huge. Facebook's been huge just because, you know, you can share pictures. Right. Um, and nowadays everybody wants to see pictures. Not that, not that Twitter isn't because we definitely share our pictures on there. But Instagram especially, you know, people people love to have conversations on there now. People love to see, uh, you know, really cool pictures. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're able to tie in our social media with with both our website and then we also send Amazon. So we're sending we're sending I coffee. I saw that. Yeah, so we're sending coffee weekly to Amazon. That is um, so you're always getting fresh coffee out of there as well. It's just as fresh as it's coming from our website as well. So, and that's something good to point out cuz people might think, "Oh, that's not coming back to you guys or that's not buying from you guys." But it would be still supporting you guys. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so Oaken Bond brand is um, um, is the only one that sells on Amazon. So, if you're buying from Amazon, it's probably coming from us that week. I mean, like I said, we're constantly sending nice. um, coffee to their warehouse to be shipped out. Uh, especially, you know, during now, it's it's the uh, it's the the holiday season, and it's been very popular. So, yeah, we're we're sending coffee there like daily, almost now. Yeah, and um, and it, Amazon has that helped you a lot with business, or do you? Um, is it? Is it just getting started? I guess how long have you yeah, guys been no, using? Yeah, so it's, it, Amazon's huge as well. Um, you we, you reach a whole different demographic of people that that may not even have social media. Now I know the majority of people do, but we're really heavy on Facebook and Instagram. Right. And maybe we don't meet you on those platforms, but what does everybody shop on nowadays? It seems to be Amazon, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we shop on Amazon all the time. Yeah. So you we guys figured can... it's a no-brainer. We can reach out to people on there as well. Yeah. Um, and, and reach people that we may not uh, reach on, on our other social media platform. You guys can start a little Oaken Bond button. You know those Amazon dash buttons? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, what a great Christmas gift. And it looks, you know, the packaging looks awesome. And it's different because it's not, you know, roasted. Yeah, it is. It's something totally unique. And that's what we were going for. It's something to tie together the the coffee, the specialty coffee, and the whiskey and wine world. So I appreciate it. I mean, it's, it's something we spent a lot of time on, I'll tell you that. Right. Uh, but we're, we're, we're real happy with it. Okay, I'm going to try to wrap it up because um, I promise I won't keep you too long on a Friday night. Um, yeah. And, again, I'm sad Lauren, your wife, couldn't make it, but I know she's busy with work, um, which yeah. is how life is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess what's, what's probably something most people don't know about Oak and Bond? Uh, so then we get, so we don't, we get asked this question from time to time, but it would be the name, mm-hmm. um, cause it is kind of a unique name, right? Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, we're working hard right now to get ready to push out in the beginning of the year, our specialty coffee lines, our blends and our single origins. Uh, but I mean, when we started this thing, we went over tons and tons of names, um, couldn't come up with anything. I mean, I, even, I could even show you, I have a huge list of names we were working with, uh, but it kind of <laughs> came back to, you know, let's, let's tie in something to how we started this. Let's tie into something. How it's you and I that started this. So oak being that, you know, we started with oak barrels, be it wine or bourbon or, uh, or rye barrels. So that was the first. And bond, um, 
not only are we a married couple that started this, a young married couple, but um, the word bond in the bourbon community uh, uh, is, is very pronounced, and that is uh, they have bottled and bond bourbons. Okay. Uh, and that is, that's a passage, that's a long passage uh, back in the early, I believe, 1900s, where the government would control barrels. Um, oh. So because people at the time were getting sick, so they wanted to make sure they had control, make sure people were drinking safe whiskey. Right. Uh, so it's just kind of a play on words, bond between the whiskey community and a married couple. So that's kind of how we came up with everything, um, and we thought it sounded pretty good together. So that's kind of how we got it, we got it together. Really cool. And how yeah. how old are you guys? You said you're a young married couple. About... So I'm thirty and Lauren, uh, or I'm thirty one and Lauren's thirty. Okay, so yeah, that's crazy to do all this yeah. by thirty and like. You know, you've had probably one whole career, you've, you know, uh, and now it's just all of a sudden switching gears, but there's so many people that get into coffee with crazy backgrounds, you know, um, yeah. and some of the most intelligent people I meet um, are roasters and, you know, just people in coffee because it is so, it's so complex and you can take it in so many different directions like you guys did. You took it to distilleries and vineyards, so it's yeah. covering so much ground. Yeah, and really, like, the, as you know, everybody in the coffee community is friendly, willing to help. It's something that you feel a part of. So, oh, yeah. I mean, once somebody gets in it, it's like you don't want to leave. Like, you're in a fun neighborhood. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly it. And it's almost like yeah, it doesn't matter where they're really from. You know, you just, once you start saying a couple things about coffee, you just realize you're speaking the same language. And then it's kind Absolutely. of nonstop from there. Um. Well, thanks so much for giving me your time. I'm super excited for this podcast to go out. Um, yeah, I'm excited. But, yeah, and then I will put a link below for everyone to your website. They can check out the cool canisters, designs we are talking about. Um, and maybe by then, your specialty coffee line will also be up and running. Exactly, yeah. So we're working hard to get that out. Uh, we've got a lot of really good stuff to share there. Yeah. It's going to look different. It's going to look different than the, the canisters, the, the, the decorative tubes we have now. Right. But we want it to be that way. We want right. to be able to tie both of them together. But this is a very specialty line, and we want to separate our blends and our single origin. Now, it's just it's going to be as cool. It's just going to be different. Right. I love I'm it. I'm really excited. I'm excited to share with those. I'll, I'll send you some of those, too. So yes. Those. But they're, they're going to be awesome. You're going to love them. Oh, I, I know they're going to be awesome. You guys, like, were already, you know, showcasing such stellar coffee after it was, you know, aged. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, well, I guess thanks so much and enjoy your Friday night. All right. Thanks, Erica. Thanks. Hey again, it's me. I hope you enjoyed this very first episode of the Coffee Nomad podcast. Don't forget to check out the links in the show notes below on SoundCloud. Um, if you have any questions or ideas on episodes that you would like to hear, feel free to email me at thecoffeenomad at gmail.com. I want to give a shout out to my producer, Brandon Hill, for helping me produce this episode. Um, and one more final shout out to Cap Yak to that awesome music you're listening to right now. It's C-A-P-Y-A-C. All right, my friends, brew happily. Until next time, I'm Erica Rossi. Thanks for listening. Oh.